This has been the best summer of my life. Triple M Summer Breakfast with Loz and Tomo. 104.7 Triple M. Uh, good morning to you, Adelaide. Great to have your company on this Monday morning, four minutes past seven o'clock as we go for 28 degrees around the city of churches today. Good morning to you, the Princess of Paracam. Morning, Master of Meadows. You going all right, mate? I'm great. Off to a bit of a rocky start, but a dead air there, mate. What oh, was that? Oh, it wasn't me. wasn't you. I hate those panelling still. <laughs> Can't be. It's too quiet. Oh, man. You going okay? I'm going fantastic. How yep. We both were at the work show on the oh, weekend. Heavens so. above. How did you go on Saturday? No, nah, fantastic, in, mate. In yeah. yeah, up and at him. I tell you. Yeah, yep. up and at him. No, it was good fun. It was a good show, though, wasn't it? It was good. And I just thank the sweet, merciful gods that I got out of there yeah. before I went into the dark place. No, I was the same, mate. I, I got out of there at a good time as well. Look at over at my uh, producer, Jared, over there. And uh, him and 1B Vince just uh, <laughs> didn't have the same idea as us, mate. <laughs> just sort of kicked on a little bit. And if you weren't aware of Bernie Vince's credentials before that <laughs> night... And you were in the vicinity. Oh, You're mate. aware of them now. The people in the little pub that he went up to and said, uh, yeah, just 229 games and <laughs> two-time best and fairest at two clubs, if you don't mind. I'm sure they're all over it. He, no. made, he made them Google him. <laughs> he did. He had his Wikipedia page up. It was just nonsense. Well, now that we're, we're letting travellers back in, not everyone knows who he is. <laughs> so he needs to make sure. <laughs> Triple M's Summer Breakfast with Loz and Tomo. It's Loz and Tomo's What's Trending. Yeah, we're just going to cover some of the things that happened while you were sleeping. Yeah, that's right. There's a bit going creepy, on. Um, this doesn't make any sense to me because I don't understand a thing about cricket, but Mark McGowan I know is a dickhead. So. <laughs> the WA government, mate, have got their eye right in and want to steal the test basically off us. Producer Jazz is involved. Hello, mate. Hello, yeah, ladies and gents. So can you explain what's happening? I yeah, don't understand. Well, I can try. Yep. Basically, like you said, Mark McGowan, he's a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what they're saying is that it would make more, the WA government saying it would make more sense for us to have the second test because they're coming from Queensland, which yes. is less of a hot spot. Mm. <clears throat> so therefore they can come in without the COVID restrictions. Yes. But get stuff, mate. Yeah. You should have made that decision three months ago. I totally agree. You know, things things kick off Wednesday, obviously. Okay. So up at the Gabba and Triple M Rocking Creek, if you don't mind. And yeah. then we're here. The second test is here. Mm -hmm. It is one of the most famous tests going around in this country, is the it... Adelaide test with the day night. Mm -hmm. So we you have the same one every time? Is that the thing? Or? Pretty well. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're pretty well got the yeah. second. So this is our test. Yeah. And he wants to take it away just because nah, he's... Yeah. This bloke's a flog. He's a flog. I'm I've been it. off him for a while now. I'm over it. I'm over him just, you know, thinking he's the king of his little COVID-free castle. No. Nah. He's a, he's a long way off where he needs to be, mate, I tell you. And that's all we need to say about that. But the, the most important thing that I found out over the weekend, Loz, mm. Uber mm. is coming to the Adelaide Hills, baby. <gasps> I tell you what, and I, this is the thing. So the ride share and all of this. So this is this happened a few years ago, right? So we were able to get Ubers floating around from Mount Barker and Handoff and all why of that. Why did they stop? I don't know why it stopped, but the, juris the jurisdiction stopped, mate. So we couldn't go anywhere in the Adelaide Hills to get back mm. to town or go somewhere else, and it is happening. So this is absolutely brilliant. It needs to happen. There are thousands of people that are up in the Adelaide Hills and commute to and from work yeah. or on the nightlife or something like that. It needs to happen. Do you think that local businesses won't like it, though? Because you guys have all been kind of trapped up there. Yeah. And you've had no choice but to go to all the local pubs. Yeah, but that's true. But when the pub's shut on you, and yeah. um, like you, you ring... 7.30. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You ring... <laughs> Doris has got to get to bed. <laughs> you take a dessert and you're on your way home. But yeah... You, you're calling up taxis to come from Adelaide, mate, and they tell you, yeah, we'll be there at 9 o'clock at 2 a.m. 
You're waiting at times. Wow, it's very good news. Now, moving over to Italy, which is, you know, we always cover that, uh, the Italian stuff. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Profound. This, this jumped out at us because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. An Italian anti-vaxxer, um, he's been busted for trying to use a fake arm mm-hmm. to get a COVID jab in order to receive a vaccine passport. So basically what he's done is he's bought this silicone arm. Yeah. You know, like. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I ones, know what you mean. I think it might be one of those phlebotomy arms. Where like they a practice, mannequin's arm sort of thing. Yeah, they practice giving injections on it. Yeah, right. He's put that in his jumper. Mm. I mean, it's really like two kids stacking themselves on top of each other and trying to get into the R-rated movie, <laughs> yeah. you know, with a trench coat. And it has happened at Wallace Cinemas, <laughs> mate, I tell you, up in Mount Barker. So they've gone in, but surely you'd understand, if you're a nurse, you've been practicing on those things for a couple of years as well. It, yeah, look, I mean, if you're a nurse and you've been giving out COVID jabs all day, you know the difference between a human arm and a non-human arm. I mean, I think it's at the very bare minimum of being a nurse, that would be one of the first tests they put you through. Sally, can you tell me which one's the human and which one's the fake arm? Oh, um. sorry, Sally. <laughs> so last week we were talking about um, the best pub, uh, the best pie, sorry, in South Australia. Oh, were you? Yeah. Yeah, and we got some great texts and, you know, really good interaction. Now we're going to talk about the worst pie in the world. The worst pie? A pie that killed a woman. Oh, no. It was so bad it killed someone. Oh, no. Hit me up. So John Croucher yep. is a chef at the Crew Arms in Hinton in the Ridges. It's in North Hampshire. Oh, great spot. North Hampshire. Yeah, great spot, You been? Uh, no. Okay. No, I heard a lot about it, though. Yeah, all, all you know about it is that the pie killed someone and it's already a great spot. Well, that's all I need to know. <laughs> no, this is actually quite serious. Could have killed two people. Well, it made 31 people very ill. Oh, hell. And it, and it killed an old lady oh, who was, no. a, she, was probably, she was a bit fragile. Mm, clearly. He failed to sort of. Um, follow very fundamental and basic safety guidelines with the meat. He did? Yeah. He um, partially cooked the meat before placing it in cold water in a fridge overnight. I mean, Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Say that again because you've just skipped over that. Croucher had partially cooked the meat before placing it in cold water okay. in a fridge overnight. Right. He then failed to check the temperature of the meal before serving it and ultimately ended up serving meat that had not been properly cooked. I mean, the thing is, is everyone's saying this was an accident and a horrible circumstance, nah. but I think he tried to kill that this, lady. This is a planned attack. That is not yeah. normal behaviour not the way you do things. Do you know what it reminds me of? What? Is a, a lady I went to school with was. I grew up, uh, yeah, going to school with her. She was a nice girl. Um, <laughs> And then something happened and I never spoke to her again. What did she do? Her and her mother used to live together, right? Yeah. And the mother used to cook steaks at half past three in the afternoon. Right. Put them in the fridge and then microwave them for 30 seconds only, put tomato sauce on it, and that was the dinner. Hang on, what? Cook the steaks (laughs) at half past three, put them in the fridge, microwave them for 30 seconds, put sauce on them. And that was dinner. But but for the love of God, why, Tomo? I'm not sure. Why I'm not would sure. Anyone... That woman then started dating a, a good mate of mine who is a very well-off man and loves his uh, steaks like oh, no God. tomorrow, like some beautiful cuts. He it's... saw that and nearly broke up with her loss. It's a real Romeo Juliet sort of <laughs> star-crossed How bad band. is that? That's... um. That's, That's not awesome. right. I mean, it, it, it's almost as bad as what Croucher did. Oh, okay. Well, you think Croucher's worse than that? Well, he killed a woman. Mm. Yeah, but she's like 92. Are we really saying the shepherd's pie is knocking her off? She might have been 92, but she had so much to give. Oh, like what? 
Like what? She played Let it, me know. She played the organ very nicely. <laughs> no, he was given a suspended sentence. So he, a four-month suspended sentence. And he says, I've become a much better chef. Oh, yes. Since since killing someone with his pipe. Try not <laughs> drowning the meat, mate. You think that you'd maybe try, you know, change up careers after you killed someone on the job? <laughs> yeah, it's probably not one that's just like, oh, I had a bad day last week. <laughs> I'll get back into it, eh? Um, now, Loz, I was reading an article over the weekend about 50 unwritten rules of life, okay? Great. So the rules that everybody in society should go by, not everyone does, but they're unwritten rules. So well, it's, yeah. it's, it's not illegal if you don't go by them. It'd be weird if there were laws for these because they're just yes. kind of casual. Like yes, if you break true. them, it's just not. Yeah. It's a bit frowned upon, but you're not going to do hard time. Well, it just takes a little bit of common sense, That's okay? Right. And you run with these. So I've picked, right. out, I've picked out the best five and I'd love to get the Triple M family's uh, advice on these if they have any. Hit us up on 04885-1047, all thanks to Auto Masters. Um, switch and save on service and repairs by, if you don't mind. Um, okay, so number one. Okay. You tell me if this is right or not. You never propose at someone else's wedding. Of course not. That's number one. I take back what I said. You should do hard time if you... If really? You, yeah. Yeah. If you propose at someone else's wedding or engagement party... Yep. Because or even you, their, you're just taking away the limelight, aren't you? I know someone who did it at their parents' commitment ceremony, so it was like a re... Hang on, hang on. What? So What's it, a commitment ceremony? I don't know. It was just like a... A redoing of the vows. Oh, yeah. You know, when people renew the vows. That's oh, it. renew the vows. It always it screams on someone's cheated on someone. Yes, it does. <laughs> and then they've gone to therapy. Yeah, that's right. And we'll, then it's we'll get through this. If we <laughs> renew the vows, no one will remember. Um, number two, yeah. if somebody gives you their phone to see a photo in the gallery, yeah. never scroll. Oh, across to Never the... scroll to the next one or down or up. You just see the photo and that's it. Unless you're over the age of 50. In Hang which on. You absolutely must. It's in your DNA to scroll. Just to do it. When you hand your parents oh. your phone to look at something and then they give it back and they've like joined you up as an Uber driver. Yeah, it's the worst, In the worst, 30 isn't seconds it? that they've had it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. What did you do, Kath? I didn't need to sign up to Timber. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, Timber. Just a quick one, though, with that, though, Loz. Yeah. What about when you go to show your parents something and they're like, hang on, hang on, let me get my glasses. Oh. No, no, no. This is a interaction that needs to take four seconds and I'll have my phone my back. My mum, it's impossible for her. I just quickly throw this Yeah, in. please. I will hold something up to her face oh, no. to show her. No, 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 no. She must hold the phone. She must hold it. She must. I'll, I'll put it right in front of her face and she... she Grabs the phone out of my hand. And really? Goes, no, I want to hold it. Oh no! And then zooms in. Oh, the worst! Ugh, okay. The worst! Okay. Um, when you're cooking a barbecue and you've been given the tongs, yeah, you must always clang them twice. <laughs> ting ting, ting ting. Before you can turn any snags or burgers, it's physically impossible. Um, number four. Yes. Never microwave fish in the office at work. Oh, that's a big one. Because when you're in the break yeah. room and you crank that up, it is the worst thing. You know what? I'll go as far as saying never bring tuna to work. No, you. I you, don't care where you are. No. You can't even do it on site, even though I do it every day. Yeah. But you can't do it in the office, okay? Is that fair? Yeah, Jazz is on board, our producer. There's always one pescatarian, though, <laughs> with their open toed sandals. Yes. Um, and the last one here, Loz. Yeah. You always tell someone if they've got a problem that can be fixed immediately. So I'm talking about spinach, spinach in the, in the teeth. teeth. 
I'm talking about if there's a stain. I'm talking about if there's toilet paper hanging out of their pants or on their shoe or something like that. You always tell them, no matter who they are. I agree. Stop someone in the street and let them know. How good is it when someone's got a a bit of food on the side of their mouth and you just let them know? Because you feel like you're in power. Sometimes I do it if they've got a clean face. (laughs) That's psychologically (laughs) tormenting them. So this is the thing. Mm. When you borrow something and it's in your possession, there's that panic of all right, just don't break it. Don't mm-hmm. do anything to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the odds go up tremendously of something going wrong with this item. 100%. Because it's in your care. 100%. Well, this happened to a good mate of mine. And I, and I shouldn't name his name because that would be wrong. Brock. <laughs> Young Brock. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> is, is his name actually Brock? It genuinely is Brock. 100%. Is it sh- what's it short for, Broccoli? No, just Brock. His name's Brock. It's B-R-O-C-K. It's a normal name. Brother Spinach. <laughs> Um, Anyway, Loz, so this was uh, a couple of years ago and he he was telling me and my brother this story, right? Mm. So he borrowed his old man's boat and he was shooting shooting down the river, okay, a couple of years ago and he was out there taking his his girlfriend for the the very first time and it was going to be a romantic trip, okay? And he's packed like the wine, the crackers and it is a a beautiful day, Loz, sort of like 28, 29 degrees. Gorgeous. Yep, just ready to go out. Might catch a, you know, a couple of fish here and there, got the UE boom playing and just ready to go. They are five minutes into the trip and they're cruising along nicely. Thinks he's done everything right, you know, because... Has he, has he got his boat license? He's got his boat license, but so he doesn't no. have a boat. <laughs> okay, so obviously he's borrowed his, his old man's. And when you do this, like, it's... It, when someone has a boat, everyone wants to jump on board it, don't they? And they, they really and, do. But the person, someone needs to take control and go, you know what, I'm, this is going to be so much fun, absolutely. But the fuel, the oil, you know, you've got to check the, you know, what the current is. And you've got so much to do when you're in control of that boat. And Brock forgot about that. Um, he didn't take that approach whatsoever. And him and his girlfriend are cruising along nicely. And then out Brock. of nowhere, he, he sort of, he, he hears a little bit of a and black smoke starts coming out of the engine. Just what would you do in that situation? What would you do if you were in charge of that boat? You'd probably say, look, turn it around. I'd stop it immediately. Yeah, because obviously something's happened. I'd stop it. What did he do? Um, he kept going. Okay. He, he kept going. You and, uh, son of a brock. Just kept on cruising along what? down the uh, down the Murray mouth and kept on cruising along and it kept on getting worse and worse. And every time it kept on getting worse and worse and worse. He um, just kept on turning up the, <laughs> the UE boom. No. <laughs> so it, no. Was, it was something like. It only goes you know, to 100. Like the UE boom's <laughs> starting like that. <laughs> It was getting louder and louder and louder, just so he could drown out the sound of the boat. Yeah. The boat blew up. No. (laughs) What are we talking, like, full mission impossible? $8,000 tinny, okay? (laughs) So the motor went out, all right, and it's actually started to catch a light. So they've had to jump out of the boat, push it to the side, (laughs) gone. Absolutely gone. Rings his old man and goes, hello. Hello, Dad. Um, had an incident. Mm. I've, you know, rooted your boat, if you know yeah. what I mean. It's yeah. absolutely cooked. It's on fire. Things aren't good whatsoever. We got out of there, which is fine. The UE boom was fine, which was important, but the boat was no good at all, Was Yeah. Completely cooked. I Completely may, cooked. I may know how he feels. You know how he feels? <laughs> how? I rode off my cousin's Audi. <laughs> <laughs> is that when you hit that emu? Yes.
wasn't my car. So you wrote it off. Mate, the, the guilt and the shame that you take with you. Me and Brock, we're part of the same gang now. Oh, really? The shame gang. <laughs> So you wrote it off completely. Yeah, yeah, mate. There's no going Once the emu's head gets into the oil tank, there's no going back from that. All right, let's do this. Let's open it up. One triple three five three. What happened when you borrowed something was? Okay, you were in possession of something and, and it just went completely wrong. I'm gonna double barrel this and say What do you mean? Did you lend someone something? Or are you going the other way? Well, look, I feel like people are more likely to tell the story about the time they lent their tools out and yeah. they came back, you know, not right. Right now we're talking what happened when you borrowed something. Oh, when you're in possession of something. A mate, really? Yeah, my mate. What's his name, Loss? Brock. Yeah. Old Brock Hudson over there. <laughs> anyway, yeah, young Brock uh, borrowed his old mate's, uh, not his, uh, his old mate, his old man's boat, Loss. Okay, this was a couple of years ago and... He thought he'd do the romantic thing and take his uh, lovely girlfriend um, down the down the Coorong and, uh, yeah, didn't check the oil. Um, and the oil ran out of the boat. Okay. And it just went bang. Sound <laughs> effects now. Um, it just went bang. So $8,000 boat. Obviously had it back on insurance, but the thing was caught a light loss. So we're asking the question on 13353. What happened when you borrowed something or you wanted to double barrel it loss? Well, I just thought maybe you lent someone something and they buggered it up. 13353, give us a call right now. We've got Ashes tickets to give away. Anthony's there. Hello, Anthony. Hey, how you going? Good, mate. What happened when you borrowed something or you lent a mate something? Yeah, so I lent it out. So I, uh, I was going on a holiday for a couple of weeks. A mate needed somewhere to stay. So I went, so you get a house fit and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the both worlds. They brought their dog along. And oh, no. uh, I got home and realised that the dog had chewed a palm tree dead in half. What? This palm tree is probably about 50 mil thick, right in the middle of the backyard. There's a stump and some leaves and they were no longer attached. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind, kind of dog? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a husky or one of those bigger bigger dogs. I must have got bored and started chewing on whatever I could find and it picked this tree. And so. Anthony, the, the big question for me, did you know, man, that the dog was going to be there at your house? I did. They promised it was going to be both well-behaved. and mm, uh, Well-behaved? We, we had a bit of a discussion about who was going to pay for this tree to get replaced because it, it was a rental. Uh, oh. And they said, look, they said we'll, we'll, pay, we'll pay for a new tree. I went, perfect. So they rang me up one day and they went, palm trees are really expensive. So I got to this apple tree. And I was oh. like, well, it's not really the same thing, but no. it, was the, it was the thought that counted. It was Wait. the thought that, hang on, hang on, no, no, no. I don't, I don't know if that's true. Hang on. So someone let their dog, the thing that blows my mind is that this dog was able to chew through an entire palm tree well, it wasn't from a start dog, to mate. finish. It was a lumberjack. <laughs> Unsupervised. They yeah. didn't look at their dog once in that whole time. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I was away for a couple of weeks. It could have taken a while, but he got through it. He did an effort. Okay, I don't mind that. We've got Jared there from Henley Beach. G'day, Jared. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. How are you, going? Yeah, yeah good, thank really you. Good. What happened when you borrowed something, mate, or you lent something out to a friend? Yeah, so uh, I had a pretty hotted up XR8 supercharged ute back Ooh. in the day when you're young, young, dumb, and full with money. So, um, <laughs> yeah, me, uh, me brother decided he wanted to go for a Macca's trip and borrowed the car without asking and it um, ended up coming back with uh, three wheels and uh, yeah, the car was pretty trashed so oh, no. he, still o- he, he still owes me for a new bearing system but we let that one slide. Did he at least get you a Whopper? <laughs> nah, nah, he got me nothing. So then the, Mac- the, Macca's, the Macca's was cold when he got back as well so... Wouldn't get a whopper from. Shut up. Wouldn't get a whopper from. I realised that after I yeah. said it. Okay. Would you get a twister as well, mate? Oh, shut up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Did you 
<laughs> what'd, you get a, what'd you get a foot long, did you? God, where do we stop? Where do we stop? Did you get a pasty? <laughs> yeah, it went to Mac and stuff. Oh, what'd you get? A shepherd's pie. <laughs> Spag bog. Yeah. What'd you wash it down with? A hot dog. <laughs> oh, long summer. Long, long summer. <laughs> So, Ghislaine Maxwell, mm. who was Jeffrey Epstein's accomplice in the whole sex trafficking saga. The the, saga. It's just an insane situation and story. Yep. She's in court at the moment. Yes. Um, facing a bunch of charges. Uh-huh. But she's dropped a power move. Yeah. I don't, like, I, I don't condone anything that she's done ever, no. but this is pretty good. <laughs> I, this I, is. I don't even know if you can say that. Really? No, look, I mean... It's just there's not much you can do in the box in a courtroom no. to sort of, as a power move, you're stuck there, you're sitting there, you're not allowed to say anything, you're not just sitting thing. there in silence, but she's managed to find something to do. Not even from an audio medium, which no, I love. No, What's happened is um, the, the courtroom sketch artist mm. has been drawing Ghislaine mm. and Ghislaine has been sitting there staring back at her, mm. drawing her right back. One for one. So she's so she so the sketch artist is just doing her job. Comes in, starts sketching. Yeah, Ghislaine turns to the sketch artist and starts sketching her. Can you imagine trying to draw a picture of Ghislaine Maxwell oh. while she also draws you? No, sketch inception. It's, you can't do it, mate. You, you can't do it. It's and that is probably one of the only things you can do, isn't it? When you, yes. you you know when you're the accused like that, yeah. you're up against you know backs against the wall stuff. I, look, this is a good power move. But it's also very primary school, in my opinion. Oh, okay. You are, but what am I? Yeah, that's a good one. Like sort of sticks and stones may yeah, hurt yeah. my bones, yeah. but words will never hurt me. That's right. Have a bit of this. Have a bit of that. Have a bit like, of the HP pencil. Everything that the prosecutor says, you repeat back to them. Oh, that's a good one. Remember when you... Oh, always used to do that growing up. Always used to do that growing up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. All right, we'll stop that. What about the silent treatment? Well, we Nothing can't. better than the silent... Well, we probably could. No, no, If we no. just stay dead air for 10 no, seconds and the back of tape will kick in. No, you know that I can't, I can't have silence. <laughs> Even on my own, there must always be sounds. Yeah, well, we know, mate, because of those voices in your head. <laughs> Even when you're quiet, Tomo, they chat. They chat to me. So is this something that, like, do you think that she's trying to be? She's trying to get into the head of people. Like she's trying to get into like the head those of voices. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, the sketch artist. Like, right. do you think she's just trying to play games? I think so. I think it's just like there's nothing you can do. She's probably bored of the whole saga as well, and goes, "If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging with a HB pencil." <laughs> So this has just been chucked in front of me. Yeah. The baby names at risk of becoming extinct. Okay. Extinct. Okay. I love this stuff. And I always love the, you know, the baby names of every single year, you know, but whether it's, it's, not, it's not like the Tasmanian tiger. Like you can, they can come back. Can they though? <laughs> can they? Can they? Like, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> if I hear the name Dwight in the next 30 years, uh, yeah, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore. <laughs> Yeah, no one's naming their newborn Dwayne. No, that's right. Exactly. It's just not happening. How do you go through nine months of pregnancy, Loz? <laughs> nine months of pregnancy. You look down, all the pains, everything you go through, everything you go through, and a little baby pops out. And you, know, you know what? Maureen. <laughs> it just it doesn't happen these days. Oh, little baby Beverly. <laughs> no, 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 no. So on the list, as we mentioned, Dwight, Dwayne, Daryl's yeah, on the, the list. the three days. <laughs> I think you could throw Derek into that as well. <laughs> nah, no, I don't think so. What? I think Derek has got more chance. Derek? Yeah, I do. You're going to call your kid Derek? I think Devin 
is more of a, an outlier than yeah, Derek. Yeah, okay. Leslie, Norman, Maurice, mm. Royston. Yeah. I Royston. don't even I don't even know an old person called Royston. I guess you can you can cut that down to Roy, can't you? Yeah, but even them. You don't reckon? I mean, a, tod- a toddler called Roy. No, it's never. It's not happening. One. No, good call. Hubert. Hubert is okay. I see. I'm, I agree. I think Hubert could could come back. I think that because you could have Birdie. Yep. Or Hugh. Yeah, that's right. Hugh. Like a, a good mate of mine's just had a newborn son called Hugo. I love that it's name. It's a cute name. Tex Walker's got a little boy called that's Hugo. That's right. Spot on. Glenda, Bertha, Pauline. Bertha. Pauline is never coming oh. back. And the thing is, is that there have just been too many polarizing people in the media called Pauline. Yeah, true. Like to name. Well, with... only one I know. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Who's the other that you're thinking and of? And her last name's Hanson. Yeah, I'd rather. Like, Han- like the band Hanson. I'd rather turn it around. Hanson Pauline would work. <laughs> And Bertha, that's a shocking name, especially for a young girl, because you're going to cop it all the time. Oh, big Bertha over there. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Now I'm just dialing back into my bullying childhood. <laughs> Wait, why Why is Bertha associated with... Big, big, big Bertha. I don't know. Was there like some sort of cartoon cow or something? Yeah, I've got no idea. Bessie. Bessie. That's a cow's name. <laughs> that is a cow's name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> big old bustling Bessie. <laughs> big, bad, bustling Bessie. <laughs> It's yeah, also you know. a biker. <laughs> so Gertrude's also on the list. Yep. But then um, they were saying that old lady names aren't out because people do love an old lady name. Hazel's come back in. Elsie. Yes, that is true. Um, that is true. Even my grandma was called Mabel. And Mabel. That, 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 I've heard a few Mabels, but that's mm. on the edge. I yeah. Think. That is on the edge. Yeah, so, that's close. You know, there's... There, there are old lady names, but people are choosy about the old lady names they'll bring back. That, yeah, you're, you're actually right. Yeah. Like, Grace is an older, older lady's name, I would have thought. Yeah. But now that's back in, like, no tomorrow, isn't it? Pearl. Pearl I've is heard good. Pearl. Mm. So, look, but, but again, you know, once it crosses into that old man on a tractor energy. Yeah. Graham. Yeah, Graham. Yeah, no, so that's... Any newborn Grahams, one triple three five three as well, just quietly. You are a young person with an old person's name. Oh, that's always good, isn't it? Just get in touch because we would love to know about it, but not too crafty. No, it's got enough. It's just a. It's it's a great mixture, mate. It's a great mixture, and the good news is twenty new locations you can get these dogs as well. The Warradale, the Marion Hotel Royal, and Loz, the Roxby Tavern. So people up there working FIFA, you're up at Olympic Dam, and you've just worked twelve hours. Go have. A couple of cans. Responsibly. Responsibly, obviously, mate. Uh, you can head to www.bigshed.beer to book now and get down there at Big Shed Brewing. Absolutely fantastic. A few messages on the Automasters text line. Oh, we up. were talking before about are you a young person with an old person's name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said, my daughter is almost three and we named her Winifred. Oh, Tremendous. That absolutely does me. Tremendous. I love it. Um, and I asked why Bertha was associated with big... Big Bertha. <laughs> big things. Yeah, big Bertha. Because I just thought that seems unfair. Mm. What did Bertha ever do? But apparently there was a massive World War II gun um, called Big Bertha. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Fantastic. Used in the German siege. A couple of people have sent that in. So Big Bertha actually is, is about something. If you want to get involved, 04885 or 1047. Also hearing whispers of some massive news coming out of the Adelaide Crows. Yes, 8.30 we're going to announce yep, it. Yep, we're going to be all over that. But coming up next, um, an interesting moment on Friday night, Luz. Happened to me. It's Luz oh. and Tomo. Now, I'm very suspicious. No, don't be, mate. Must- don't be. I swear on my life, this is not a stitch up. I know it says Tomo on the board, but I just want to share a story from Friday night. Yeah, but I was with you on Friday night and it could be about me. No, but it's not, mate. It's not. I I just need you to know that after all the years of you stitching me up on air, I've become paranoid. You have, haven't you? And I get 
um, scared and you nervous do. every time you you're do. running a break. You do. Especially, and my spidey senses were tingling. Especially and just, when it's airing at 15 minutes past eight. And you know it's prime time. <laughs> yeah, prime time. And you want to destroy my life. No, I would never do that to you, mate. I actually want to talk about something that happened to me Friday night, all right? It actually started seven years ago. Now, <laughs> I need the Triple M family to jump on board this and listen properly, okay? okay. So 2014 is, and this was a significant moment in my life, Loz. <laughs> I fell in love with mowing lawns. You know that. Are you... T- Kaikuya, oh. cut to eight to nine mil. Beautiful. Had the whipper going and just... I, I fell in love with it. I was 20 years of age and I'll never forget the first day. When you day. first bought your first home? Nah, no, 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 no. No, <coughs> <Nine>, no. <eight. laughs> no, I was 20, I was 20 years old when I, when I got my first lawnmower, okay? And okay. it was a significant moment. So I put down lawn and I just saw, oh, lawn's lawn. But I fell in love with it. A strange sort of sensation come all over me. Mm-hmm. And by the, when I put down the lawn, I'm like, I'm going to need a lawnmower for this, okay? Mm-hmm. So I've reached out to a couple of my mates that are in the turf game. Okay, so, well, they are, mate. They've got lawn mowing rounds. They work at Stringy Bark Landscaping. They work all over the joint, all over Adelaide, okay? Drop another business name. Go on, I dare you. <laughs> anyway, so I've, um, I've got in touch with them. I'm like, guys, I need a lawn mower. Can you help me out? So 2014, if you remember, is just when Marketplace just started cranking yep. up on Facebook. Yep. All right, so I got sent a link. And it was an old mower. It was a second-hand Briggs and Stratton mower, yeah. which is a very good motor as well. Yeah. Um, and it, but it was a Victor mower. And it was there, he goes, in the description, it says, have to sell this today, moving home to a townhouse, have no lawn, need to get out of here. Right. So I got sent that straight away. I'm like, mate, let's go. Yep. Like straight over there, picked it up. Happy days. 50 bucks. Not bad. Not bad, I would have thought. $50 in 2014. Happy days. Inflation would be about six grand now. But. Well, you, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. Anyway, so I bought that for I bought that for $50 and I mowed my lawns for the last seven years with that. Without having to replace anything? Not else? a thing. Wow. Not a thing. Wow. Just topped it up with a bit of oil, uh, topped it up with fuel. And like, I know you and your lawn obsession is genuine yep. and it's alarming. Yes. And, so boring. It's not boring. Uh, I mean, it's the most boring thing about you, and, and that's saying something. But the fact that you've done this all with a fifty dollar lawnmower yep. is amazing. No service loss. Like a yep. service is two hundred dollars yeah, if you no. take it down. No, nothing whatsoever. Okay. Sad day. Okay. Two weeks ago. Sad day. It conked out on me. Okay. okay. It finally. Fair enough. It met its match. I'm just like, oh god, right? What do you do? It's a, you know, I've had it for seven years. I paid fifty dollars for it. I've topped it up, you know, with a bit of fuel, a bit of oil. That's all I've done to it. Anyway, so I've gone and, and I've grabbed another secondhand mower, and that one's going okay. But now this old dog's in the way, and I've lost a lot of love for it and respect now because I've got, I've moved on. I need to get rid of it. I so need the it. carcass is just there. Well, it's just sitting there, and like I don't have a massive, massive backyard as well, so it's taking up a bit of room. I just realised like, that if someone just tuned in, they would have heard you say the old dog's still there, and I said the carcass. Yeah, We're talking oh. about a lawnmower, not a dog. I miss Fluffy. <laughs> Anyway, so I've got this old lawnmower just sorting, uh, sitting down the side of my house, right? And because your Facebook algor- algorithms has gone into looking for a new mower, it's popped mm. up out of nowhere. Wanted, dead or alive, lawnmowers. What? I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, I'm going to message this guy. So I messaged him on Friday night when we were at the... Um, we were at our work show, the Christmas show. So yeah. I messaged him. I'm like, mate, I've got an old mower. What's the go? Do you want to pick it up on Sunday? 
And he's like, send me a photo. Obviously, I've got a photo of the mower there. So I go and I, and I send it to him. I said, mate, Briggs and Stratton, Victor Mower. I said, it is dead. It will yeah. not turn over yeah. whatsoever. And he goes, okay, no worries. I'm in Salisbury. So I live in the Adelaide Hills up yeah. at Strathalbyn. Okay, that's, that's, an, that's an hour and 45 yeah. on a Friday night peak peak hour traffic. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, okay, mate, no worries. I'm not home at the moment, but my girlfriend Charlie is. I'll give her a tingle and yeah. get her to leave it out the front. Yeah. You know, thinking, what's it going to be? You know, you get it maybe, if I get 10 bucks for this, or he picks it up for free, he's doing mm. me a favor. Because, Loz, it take, it's like $35 to drop it to the tip, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I, uh, I start speaking to Charlie. I'm like, Charles, um, could you just drop the mower out the front? And he's just going to, you know, drop off a little cash. He'll pick it up and we'll move mm. on. She's like, yep, no worries. Anyway, get home uh, the next day on the Saturday. I speak to Charlie about it all. I'm just like, oh, did that mower went, did it? He goes, yeah. She goes, yeah, 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 that went. He was a really nice guy and mm. um, picked it up. I'm like, oh, how much should we get for it? $50. $50. How's that? <laughs> Seven Full years ago circle. I bought it. $50, mate. That's amazing. How good's that? Every now and then, you know, the universe is kind. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, it's been cruel to you, obviously, in other ways. <laughs> Your head, for instance. Your oh, incisor of things, I'll tell you. <laughs> we were talking to our friend Zane the other day, who yeah. is now a big shot um, oh, in, in Sydney working a... for the Kyle and the Jackie O's and all this stuff. Real who's who over there, mate. Real who's who. But yeah. his, his dad's favourite thing to brag about yep. him. Even still, yep. after all the all the stuff that he's done and achieved over his, his life, and he is like, let's go through a couple of them, Loz. So he's done a he's a qualified like what is he? He's, he's done law degree. He's got a law degree. Yep. He's technically a lawyer. He was the content director at twenty five at yep. a radio show. Like ridiculous. He's his now resume. working over in over at ARN. Okay, so the kiss. So the big big radio station over Number in one. Sydney. Yeah, big dogs. Yeah, and his dad still <laughs> loves to brag about the fact that he's six foot. <laughs> And this comes up everywhere. It comes up all the time. I remember one time seeing Jason comment. You know, you're on Facebook and you're scrolling yep. through, just seeing Jason comment on something, mm. Zane's dad. And it was when Joe Biden kissed his son on the cheek. And Which was a was huge like, story. Oh, what kind of grown man kisses his son on the cheek? Yep. And, and Jason just like, I kiss my six foot son on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see him, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. And he never brings up Zane's brother, <laughs> who's five foot two. <laughs> never brings him up. He's not part of the family. He's not part of the family. But this is what parents do. They have this one, they, there's like, my dad has this one story about me, but okay. anytime he brags about, he just loves dropping this story about yep. me. You know, when people bring up, oh, Loz has done well in radio, he goes, I always knew she was brave and mm -mm. a goer. We were uh, in Leeton on a farm and we went to a rodeo and I was talking to my cousins and I, I hear them go, oh, there's some little chooky on the bloody mechanical bull. Geez, that's brave. And I turn around and there was little Lozzie on the ball. Yeah. Brings a tear to my yeah. eye. Bloody no fear. It was a nice story the first four times yeah. I heard yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. And it always happens when there's a little bit of alcohol involved. Yeah, three red, red wines. 100%. Red wine brine. Yeah. yeah. And, and he drops the mechanical ball story so every time. time. And look, my, my old man's got one. What is my that? old man's got one. So I ended up, I was lucky enough to play A-grade cricket at, uh, at a young age for my local um, cricket club up at... Meadows, right? So I was 14 years of age. Clearly they were short, like <laughs> clearly. And um, they thought they'd give me a bit of an opportunity. Yeah. So I played A-grade cricket that day and I was mixing with people from the ages of obviously 14 myself mm -hmm. to, you know, 35. Wow. And mixing with full grown men. And, proud as punch. And, it, and he was over the moon, my old man. Yeah. But the, uh, the thing he was most proud about was um, I was involved in the nativity play that night 
up at the cricket club. So you went from A-grade cricket to the nativity yeah. play. I, I, I went from, you know, all these old, older blokes than me showering in there. They're yeah. having beers. They're talking, yeah. you know, crass gear. And I was Joseph in the <laughs> nativity play. So what and, did he say about that? that well, was- he, just, he just thought that, you know... It was just fantastic. You were you were old enough to hang with the older guys, but you were young enough to be part of the community still. Yep. And that's what I really admire about you, Mark. And how many times has he told that story? 17. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. Look, what are we? Yeah, we're three weeks off Christmas. No doubt it'll go around the turkey. No doubt this Christmas. So we're asking the question on one triple three five three. What do your parents, or how do your parents brag about you? What's yeah. the one thing that they always bring up? What does your mum love to drop about her kids? Oh, there we go. Did you get a B plus in science yeah. or something oh, well, like my, that? My kids, they never got uh, detention ever. Oh, yeah. That's always you a know, good one. Oh, yeah. No, my yeah. kids were always really well behaved. Yeah. Mum always says, oh, Tomo only got suspended three times, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is an achievement <laughs> in my family. One triple three five three. how do your parents brag about you? We have Ashes tickets up for grabs for you and three mates if you don't mind for the caller of the day at the top of the hour Loz, we teased some uh, some news coming out of the Adelaide Crows camp yeah Nixie's been signed for oh, two more years how good's that Matty Nix superb he's done a great job over the past couple of years with the really Adelaide has. Football Club and deserves this two year contract his dad would be proud yes that's right because we're asking the question on one triple three five three. How do your parents brag about you, Loz? Uh, my dad tells a story about me riding a mechanical bull as a child, even yeah. though all the other kids were too afraid. Yeah, tremendous. And he brings it up more times than I think he's ever brought anything up. Well, I think the, the greatest thing going around is you getting into the wool shed at 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked 30. It's a genetic condition. Uh, my old man always brings up about me, mate. Like, I was 14 years old. I was lucky enough to play A-grade cricket for the Meadows Cricket Club. They were short. Okay, it wasn't an outstanding. I wasn't coming through the ranks dominating under 14s, mate, mm. I tell you. They were short one week. They got me in there, um, and then I was in the nativity play that night, and he just said just the the diversity yeah. of, you know, hanging out with younger, uh, older people and then getting involved in the play and playing Joseph. You weren't too good for the nativity play That's just because right. you were in the bloody uh, A-grade cricket. A hundred percent. We've also got Sammy here. Producer Sammy, hello, mate. How are you going? Now, what have you got for us, man? What do your parents always brag about at you? Uh, so this is my wife's dad, so my father-in-law. At our On our wedding day, he did the father of the bride speech, mm-hmm. Okay, so which is a very important speech. Yes. He could do... He could provide advice, do witty anecdotes. He could talk about me. Mm. He could talk about a lot of things, but he pretty much read out my wife's resume, <laughs> said how good she is at everything, how good she was at high school, oh, no. all the subjects oh, that no. she excelled at. No, no, no. When she went to university, mentioned a couple of the uh, university professors oh, that no. really loved her, <laughs> how many high distinctions she got. No, thanks. Just how, and I was like, is he going to mention me at all? <laughs> Are you here? Yeah, and he was just, it It wasn't the, for, I, you know, I probably shouldn't be telling him this now, but it wasn't the forum to, to say how yeah. good, you know, his daughter is at everything. Yeah, that's right. It's Come meant on, to be a romantic moment. Yeah. Anyway, so mm. he was really bragging about it. <laughs> <laughs> the speech went on and on. It was it's pretty funny. It's more about, for me, with the, it's, I find it's more about the parents really than the kids. Oh, yeah. Because they want everyone to know that mm. they did such a good job. Proud as punch. Yeah. Proud as punch. We've got Liz exactly. there from Aldingo. Good morning, Liz. How are you? Hi, morning. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How did your parents brag about you, Liz? Okay, now, this is hard to believe, but this was back quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. And when I was playing netball for the Dodgers, so it's a while ago, um, at good old um, Sooner, um, and we were playing our arch rivals, Kringle. Now, what, unbeknown to us girls, I mean, it was a hard match, it was a grand final, um, 
and <laughs> we couldn't work out on the sidelines. The dads were always animated and they always got into it, but all of them worked at the local Mitsubishi when it was open. Right. And mm-hmm. they were going off. Like, they were really going off. And we're thinking, what's going on? Like, so we just got ahead in the game. It wasn't until many, many years later I found out every single dad on that sideline had a a bet on us, you know, like it was on between that and we won that money. Do you think we saw any of that money? But that's what he bragged about. And to say, seriously, like to this day, I just think to myself, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it because we were like, we were white line fever girls. We were just in there going for it because we were so cool. So yeah, how's that? How's that? <laughs> oh, that that's is amazing. that's tremendous. Well, clearly before sports bet on the phone, Loz. Why yeah. wouldn't you go on the Dodgers? <laughs> <laughs> we got right. Amy from Valley View. Amy, good morning to you. Hi, guys. How you going? Yeah, good. Yeah, thank good. you. How do your parents brag about you, Ames? Well, it's actually not my parents. Okay. I'm a parent mm-hmm. of six kids. Yeah. Yep. And I've got three of them, three boys at the moment going through puberty. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And with all the mums and stuff, I've found myself, I'm, I'm proud and bragging that they've got pubes. <laughs> <laughs> they've got the hairy balls happening. Sweaty pits, the sweaty pits, the hairy balls, the leaving stray pubes on my toilet. But you know what? I'm really proud. I'm so proud. You're proud of that. Oh, <laughs> my son's got more pubes than your son. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, you know, not quite, but it's between the brothers because we've got a blended family. So I've got my stepboys and then I've got my boys and my boys are a little bit younger, but they're developing quicker. So then I've got the 12-year-old arguing with the 11-year-old. Well, it's not fair. Why do you have pubes and I don't? Oh, my God. That is tremendous. Amy is the coolest yeah. mum on the planet. I love that. When she said they had a blended family, I thought they meant like black pubes and red pubes. Oh, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. clearly not. Is yeah. that caller of the day right there? Yeah. I think that might it's be uh, no one can beat that. That's pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty bloody good. <laughs> Kyle's got 13 pubes. How good. Count them out. Shout out to Bernie Vince over at uh, Stansbury on his old man's, uh, on the truck, on the tractor, doing it all. Oh, Working he... class man, Bernie, just said he's uh, enjoying listening to the M's this morning, he's so good on him. He's not tuned in, is he? Oh, he's on board. Oh, good morning, Bern. Yeah. Um... Quick cashy over there, I'm hearing. <laughs> Dominating on the Yorks. <laughs> Dominating. <laughs> um, yeah, he's asked us to mention Mosh for yeah. some reason. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, oh, random. Um, Nathan Buckley, who we all know. Yep. Um, famous. Collingwood superstar, mate. superstar. Brownlow medalist. Shared the Brownlow medal with uh, Triple M's very own Rupert. Mark Rashuda. Rupert. Uh, and he's a coach now, isn't he? No, nah, he's just been, he got given the ass last oh, year. Shit, yeah, he got given yes. the ass. Sorry, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> like he's lived. We might that. have Bernie Vince listening, mate, but we don't have Bucks. <laughs> anyway, his girlfriend, Alex Pike, has made news because... <clears throat> um, She's decided that she wants to live to the age of 120. Mm. Okay, she's she's obsessed with living for a long time. She has a a, a podcast called the Ageless Podcast. Yeah. Um, she's a cosmetic injector, so she obviously wants to look young as well. Right. But she, one of her ways of <laughs> deciding to stay young, um, I, I don't know if this has any scientific basis. No. But she says she likes to stare into the sun. Now, I just don't understand this. I can't think of anything worse, mate, than staring into the sun. Like it's that, not good for your eyeballs. Well, clearly not. But it's not bearable. One, like when you're a kid, it was the number one thing, like don't look into the sun. Yeah, that's right. Apparently, exactly. look, I've found this on a hippie website. What? It says the benefits of gazing into the soft sunlight are manifold. It helps improve energy and Hang immune on. function. So it stimulates healthy brain function. It helps regulation of your entire internal body clock. What's soft sunlight? 
I'd say probably a little bit of overcast cloud cover. Okay, so not direct. Look, you'd have to be a not robot to, to be able to do be. it. Mate, it. It's awful. If I'm up in Cooper Pedy and it's 52 degrees and I look at that sun for more than 30 seconds, I may pass away (laughs) rather than the other way. Do you know what I mean? It's no good. It's just like staring straight into the welder's flame as well, something that you shouldn't do. Can I ask, do you want to live a really long time or do you want to slip away in like your 80s? Nah, mate. Yeah. I'm not even that. I'll pull up stumps at 70. (laughs) That'll do. Nah, that's what, pretty young. 70 is enough. Like, mate, if I if I can't do things that I want to do, right. what's the point of even being around? But if you're like my dad who just turned 70 and he's still, oh, that, yeah, okay. he's still riding motorbikes and living his dream. Yeah, that's right. But uh, like, that's that's a good way to go though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like you're living your life at 70. I mean, if I can't do anything anymore yes. and I'm 70 years of age, seriously, put me six foot under. I agree. And I also think that, you know, she doesn't want to die. She wants to live to 120. She's obsessed with defying age. I think we have this really like crazy ageist obsession with not getting old. No. Like it's the worst thing that can happen to you. And it's not the worst thing that can happen to you. It's a wonderful part of life. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, my parents have never been happier than getting rid of all of us kids. Yeah. yeah. Being able to just sit and And have a bit of cheese and wine without saying Yeah, without staring into the sun. That's the best way. Here she is actually talking about it. Cold therapy for sure. I love infrared saunas as well. Also, yeah, I'm, I'm really a firm believer in spending some time in the sun without sunglasses on and really looking into the sun directly. I think it's really healing and really good for your energy levels. Slip, slop, slap, <laughs> yeah. seek. And what's the other one? Slide. Slide. What are we going to add to it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got out of this. <laughs> this is your stomping grounds, Loz. Tea Tree Plaza. Oh, yeah. Had so many of my firsts there. Oh. No, that sounds bad. I'm just going to play the song, mate. That sounds bad. It wasn't what you did. Oi! 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 See me right out of the open. I'm off the TG Plaza. I'm going to hang at Westfield and Heights. Nothing rhymes with Plaza. Austin Powers, Sparsha. I'm TTP Just park and ride TTP TT Plaza's alright TTP Just near Golden Grove TTP Follow Nothing's Road Oi 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 I'm dirty Nigga.
very good. Dave Gleason at his very, very best right there. Is your there. mic on? How good was that? Yeah, my mic's oh, on. Sorry. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave Gleason at his very, very best, mate. How good's that? Every single one of those lyrics is true. Yeah. I grew up there. Yep. It's very, it's, yeah, park and ride. Oh, mate. All, yeah, Durries brilliant. all night. Brilliant. Absolutely superb. We open up the phones, Loz. We're talking mm. about how do your parents brag about you? Yeah, so Amy... Um, she she has children yep. and she's got a strange brag that she likes to flex about her kids. I'm a parent mm-hmm. of six kids yep. and I've got three of them, three boys at the moment going through puberty. Oh, yeah. And with all the mums and stuff, I've found myself, I'm, I'm proud and bragging that they've got pubes. <laughs> <laughs> they've got the hairy balls happening. The sweaty pits, the sweaty pits, the hairy balls, they're leaving straight pubes on my toilet. <laughs> Uh, we love that. And that was absolutely superb. Becoming so, men, Tomo. I know. You know it's what it's, it's, and you know what? That's a really like positive way of looking at that phase of life because oh. it can be gnarly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you're on a journey to something exciting. For sure. Yeah. It's not that exciting, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Aim has won some tickets for her and three mates to day one of the Vodafone day-night test at Adelaide Oval. This is going to be absolutely brilliant this summer. This summer, the rivalry between Australia and England is set to explode December 16 to 20 at Adelaide Oval. If you want tickets, make sure you go to Ticketek. We are out of here for a Monday morning. Enjoy yourself. We're back tomorrow from 7 o'clock. Have a cracker. See you. Bye. Bye.